Good to see everyone. Good morning. Um, also, we want to wish uh, our uh, condolences to Andy and his family. His wife just got up from Shiva. May the family only have simchas. May we only share simchas together in the future. Mm-hmm. We wish you a tzeschem v'shalom on your trip of Lima Atayra. Your uh, you have a nachas from this uh, from this uh, from this trip. Pasuk tells us in this coming week's parasha in connection with the Yantif of Pesach, no malacha should be done uh, by them on Pesach. Uh, one is not allowed to engage in malacha on Pesach. However, the mechilta uh, infers from the language of the Pasuk implies that any malacha should not be done, uh, which perhaps even implies that it not be done for you, even if you're not the one who's engaging in malacha, but it's being done by somebody else. If you look at the Ramban over here, Oisalif, he quotes from the mechilta on the last line, no malacha should be done uh, for you. You can't even have a nachri do malacha on your behalf, even if you're not the one who's engaging in that malacha. And Rashi quotes this in his uh, explanation of the Pasuk. Even if it's not you who's engaging in malacha, but someone else on your behalf, that is also prohibited on Yantif of Pesach and Kavachaymer from Yantif uh, to Shabbos. The Ramban is quick uh, to disagree that we have uh, numerous times throughout Masech the Shabbos, that the Isa of Amir Anachri, asking Anachri to do Malacha on your behalf, is only in Isa Midr Abbanon. He quotes one place, the Gemara Masech the Shabbos, and the Avkuf Nuno Medalev says, Amir Logoi is a Shvus, is only Isa Midr Abbanon. So the Ramban claims that this uh, inference from the Pasuk is only in Asmachta. It's, uh, there's support for the Isa Midr Abbanon of Amir Anachri from the Pasuk of Kal Malacha Le'eosabahem, but this, of course, is not a formal Isa Midr Isa. The Isser of asking Anachi to do malacha for uh, you on Shabbos on your behalf would only be us and Midrabanan. There's a support for it from the Pasuk. That's perhaps the implication of the Pasuk that malacha should not be done on your behalf, even if you're not the one who's engaging in malacha. It's the Nachri. But that is only an Asmachta support from the Pasuk, but it remains an Isa Midrabanan. Why is it, uh, do we need an Asmachta from the Pasuk? So the Malbim suggests in his parish on Chumash that it's perhaps because the Taz has a rule throughout uh, Shulchan Aruch, which he mentions a few times, that Chazal are limited in their ability to make Ezeros, um, uh, in that they cannot make Ezeros, which contradicts an explicit Pasuk in the Torah. Because all of uh, the Halachas, whether they be Deirais or Deirabonon, have to function in one consistent system and framework of Halacha. So the Dinim Deirabonon have to blend in together with the Dinim Deirais. So the Taz claims that Chazal are limited, restricted, that they cannot institute the Gzera Midrabonon, which uh, contradicts a uh, Pasuk in the Torah. For example... You're not allowed to blow musical instruments, whether Shabbos or Yom Tif. But Chazal cannot institute an Isa Midrabana to blow Shoifer on every Rosh Hashanah. Why? We do that on every other Shabbos in Yom Tif. The answer is because um, the Pasuk tells us explicitly we're supposed to blow Shoifer on Rosh Hashanah. So Chazal don't have the ability to override a Pasuk in the Torah. And so too claims the Malbim. It's almost, uh, you know explicit in the Torah that the mitzvah of Shabbos is a uh, covenant, is a relationship that exists only between the Rebbein Shalom and Klal Yisrael and the Umas HaOlam are permitted to do Malacha on Shabbos. How then can Chazal prohibit us from asking Anachim to do Malacha on our behalf? So Malbim claims that's why we needed a support from the Pasuk. It already is implied perhaps in the language of the Pasuk, Kol Malacha lo ye ase bohem, all Malacha should not be done 
almost implies even on your behalf, even if you are passive, shouldn't be done on your behalf. Why do we need, even though the Yisra of Amir is only the Rabbana, we needed a support for it from the Pasuk so that Chazal would be able to make such a make such a uh, prohibition midrabana in order so that it shouldn't contradict an explicit Pasuk in the Torah that the mitzvah of Shabbos is limited uh, to Klaison doesn't include Dumas Ha'elam. There is already a, uh, or perhaps a uh, support for it from the Pasuk that uh, allows, enabled Chazal to institute this Isa uh, Rabbanan. So, Amir al-Anachri, even though perhaps it's implied by the Pasuk, Amir al-Anachri remains asking Anachri to do Malach on your behalf on Shabbos, remains an Isa Midrabanan. There might be one instance, which is an, actually an Isa Midrabanan of Amir al-Anachri, because the Pasuk tells us in Parashas Mishpatim, in connection with Shabbos, Laman Yanuach Sharcha V'chamarcha V'nofesh Ben Amascha V'hager. Not only do you have to rest on Shabbos, your animals have to rest on Shabbos, the Avadim have to rest on Shabbos, and the Ger. So who's this Ger? So the Gemara says, Masech Yavam, it's not a Ger Tzedek, a real convert, he's a Yisrael, uh, for, uh, with regards to all matters of mitzvahs and Yisurim. He's a Ger, he's a Yisrael. Who's the Ger? So the Gemara says it refers to a Ger Toishav. A Ger Toishav is a resident alien, a non-Jew, who has formally accepted upon himself to, uh, to keep the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach. You would say, well, every Nachri, whether he formally accepts to do so or not, is obligated, is included in the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach. But if he formally accepts to do so, he's given the benefit of the fact that we allow him to, uh, we can sell Karka to him in Eretz Yisrael. He's allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. Normally, one is not allowed to sell karka in Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew, but if he formally accepts to keep the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noach, he's the status of a Ger Toishav, and he's permitted to reside in Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says in Mesech Lissi that's who's referred to by the Pasuk. Uh, that the Ger Toishav is included in the Mitzvah of Shabbos. So Rashi interprets the Gemara... Um, <coughs> simply, that a Ger Toishav is obligated in Shabbos. That must be what the Pasuk is telling us. So Taisus argues, that's not one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. All a Ger Toishav is, is he's formally accepted, you know, accepted upon himself, he subscribes to the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. And he's awarded the status that he can live in Eretz Yisrael. That's why he's a resident alien. So Taisus says, but he's only, at the end of the day, obligated to Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Shabbos is not one of them. So Taisus explains uh, that the Gemara is not referring to the fact that he's obligated in Shabbos. What it means is, if you ask him to do a Malach on your behalf, that'll be an Easter uh, of Amira. Lenachri midday raisa He is excluded from doing malacha uh, uh, on Shabbos on your behalf. That's what the pasuk means. Vinafish ben He can do malacha for himself, but he can't do malacha on your behalf. And in that sense, it fits. It's consistent uh, with uh, with the rest of the items that are mentioned in the pasuk. Your animal can do malacha. The animal can do whatever he wants. He can't do malacha on your behalf. Vinafish ben Amoscha and Eved, you know, can't do malacha on your behalf. And so to the gear, can't do malacha on your behalf. He's not obligated in Shabbos independently, but he can't do malacha on your behalf. If you ask him to do malacha for you, it will be an Easter midday rise. So he'll say, well, where do we have a ger Toishav in our times? So, but if you're familiar with the discussion regarding the Shnas Hashemitah and uh, in Eretz Yisrael in our times, that uh, there was a suggestion made uh, generations ago by, uh, by uh, different G'daylim, that in order to enable uh, people to live uh, and prosper in Eretz Yisrael, uh, farmers at the, at the same time uh, trying to keep the Shnas Hashmita not to work the land during the seventh year. So a suggestion was made to sell the land to the Nachri and uh, buy it back after the Shnas Hashmita. 
So one of the objections that was raised at the time that this uh, suggestion was initially made was that you're not allowed to sell karka in Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. So how can you sell the land uh, to a Nochri during the Shnasa Shemitah and buy it back afterwards? You're not allowed to sell karka in Eretz Yisrael to a non-Jew. So the uh, Rav Kook, who became, you know, carried the torch for this uh, suggestion that was made by the uh, Gedolim generations before him, it wasn't his idea, but he was the one who uh, advocated for it in, uh, in modern times, so he uh, argued, you're allowed to sell karka, he argued back, you're allowed to sell karka in Eretz Yisrael to a Ger Taishaf. And the Arabs in Eretz Yisrael, in our times, if they're religious, uh, keep, I guess, the Sheva Mitzvahs, B'nai Noach. So they have the status of a Ger Taishaf, and you can sell them karka in Eretz Yisrael. So the Chazanish disagreed that, um, that, uh, that they do not have the status of a Ger because they never formally accepted to keep the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Even if they do so, they never formally accepted to do so. And the Rambam stipulates that in order to be a Ger Taishaf, you have to accept to do the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach because Meish Rabbeinu said to do it. Because he communicated the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, to the humanity which he received at Har Sinai. And they have not accepted to do so because Moshe Rabbeinu received the Shev Mitzvah Benenach at Harsina and communicated them to humanity. So Chazanish argued that they don't have the status of Ger Toshev. But according to Rav Kook, that all of the Arabs have the status of Ger Toshev, so to ask uh, one of the Arabs to do a Malacha for you on Shabbos is not an Iser Midor Abonar of Amir Lanachri, perhaps it would even be an Iser Midor Isa of Amir Lanachri. But it's clear this is on the Yisrael, not on the... On the uh, of course, but you can't. You know, all the coolers we're going to discuss so in a second would not exist if they have the status of a Gertosha. So Gertoshev. what Gertoshev is Kasha and Rashi, the, that, uh, yeah. that the Asa right. that's no Kasha. The East is... They're not allowed to be. Uh, is not allowed to show us on his own. Rashi says it. they're chayiv. argues they can't be chayiv. Yeah. What it means is that you're not allowed to ask them to do malacha for you. Rashi says that ger is chayiv in Shabbos. Taisa says how can it be? It's for Jews, not for non-Jews, and they're not Jewish. So it means to ask him to do it for you. So according to Rav Cook, every Arab has the status of a Ger Toshav. How can we ask him to do a malacha for us on Shabbos? All the coolers we're going to discuss because it's only in Yisim Rabbanon. It does it shouldn't exist? So Rav Cook was already aware of this. Rav Cook uh, distinguishes that they don't have the status of Oiv de Avodah Zara, so you can sell them Karka and Eretz Yisrael. But at the same time, Bechlal Ger Toishav Loiba, they're not uh, Ger Toishav that they would be in Iser of Amir Lanachri Midoy Raisa. They would remain like all the other Umas Ha'elam that it's only an Amir Lanachri Midoy Rabbanan. Allow them to live in Eretz Yisrael because they don't have they're not Oiv de Avodah Zara. But at the same time, no Amir Lanachri Midoy Raisa. So. Uh, for the most part, all of our Amir Lenachri uh, that we're going to encounter is only in Iser uh, Midrabana that was instituted by Chazal. There is support for it from the Pasuk, but it remains in Iser uh, Midrabana. What is the Rashi reason? Rashi, huh? Rashi Shita is the Raisa? Yeah, the Raisa. But we don't hold like that. It's almost a believe it or not in this Rashi. Most people don't even believe the Rashi exists. <laughs> no, I'm saying you have, to, you have to convince people there is such a Rashi. Um, what is the reason that Chazal instituted this Isim Midr Rabbanon? So uh, a number of, uh, two, primarily two suggestions are made by the Rishonim to understand this Isim of Amir Lenachri. The one is not allowed to ask Lenachri to do Malacha on your behalf on Shabbos. The Rambam explains that it's because uh, you might come to do the Malacha yourself. Let's say I ask Lenachri to turn on the lights, and then all of a sudden the next time Lenachri is not there. So I might be tempted to turn the lights on myself. Rashi and has a similar approach. He phrases it somewhat differently, but that is uh, that the Nachri becomes like your uh, representative. It's like your shliach. So when he turns it, not formal shlichus that we encounter the rest of Kol Torah Kula, but 
a kind of shlichus. In the sense that when he turns it on, he's doing it at your uh, request. And uh, therefore, it's almost as if you did it. Presumably, again, Rashi is concerned with the fact that you might come to do it yourself. If he's your shliach, and he's doing it for you, and he's not available, you might be tempted uh, to do it yourself, similar to the Rambam. However, Rashi, has a different approach, a different reason why perhaps Chazal prohibited this, and that is because of Vidaber Dover, the Pasuk says in Savior Shayahu, Vichibarito, regarding Shabbos, we honor Shabbos, from uh, traveling the way we usually travel, from engaging in our business of during the week, we don't engage in that on Shabbos, Vidaber Dover. And uh, the Gemara explains, We don't speak on Shabbos the same way that we speak during the week. And that's how we honor Shabbos. So, so that one is not supposed to discuss Malacha on Shabbos. You're allowed to discuss Malacha, engage in Malacha during the week. We're not supposed to discuss Malacha uh, on Shabbos. So uh, therefore, one cannot ask a Nachri to do Malacha on your behalf because you're, you're mentioning a Malacha on Shabbos. And you're not supposed to discuss these matters on Shabbos. It's one of the ways that we honor Shabbos. So Rashi explains the reason why you can't ask an to do malacha for you is because that's why it's usher. So it's either usher because uh, you might come to do it yourself, or he's your representative, he's doing it on your behalf, or it's uh, because you're not supposed to uh, discuss malacha on Shabbos. And the post can explain we needed both of these reasons, Stipler has like this, to include two different scenarios. Of course, to ask a Nachri to do Malacha for you on Shabbos, you ask him on Shabbos, he's going to do it on Shabbos, uh, you, you know, you would, uh, both of these reasons uh, would apply. However, um, what about asking a Nachri to do Malacha for you, uh, I ask him on Friday, to, you know, come to my house and do a Malacha on Shabbos. Supposing that's also us, sir. Why? I didn't discuss a Malacha on Shabbos, I discussed it on Friday. Ah, yes. But he's coming to do the Malacha for you on Shabbos. He's like your representative. And if he doesn't show up, you might be tempted to do it yourself. But by the same token, what if I ask him on Shabbos to do a malacha for me on Monday? So I'm not, he's not doing anything for me on Shabbos. I'm asking him uh, on Monday. You know, by the way, uh, at work, please take care of this for me. So that's also usher, to ask him to do malacha on Monday Shabbos, not because uh, I might be tempted to do it myself, it's taking place on Monday, but rather because of the Daber Dov, you're not supposed to discuss malacha on Shabbos. So all three of these scenarios are including the Yisav Amir or you can't ask him, certainly ask him on Shabbos to do Malach on Shabbos, but even to ask on Friday that he should come on Shabbos to do it, even though I didn't discuss anything, or on Shabbos to ask him to do Malach on Matzah Shabbos, all included in the Yisav Amir of uh, Amir or either because you're not allowed to discuss Malach or because there's a concern you might come uh, to do it yourself. At the same time, the Yisav Amir or only applies if I ask him to do something which is prohibited. What if I ask him to do something which fundamentally is permitted? I ask Anachri to do malacha for me. Uh, you know, I give it to drop off my dry cleaning during the week. And he decides, punk, to do it on Shabbos. I didn't ask him to do it on Shabbos. I dropped it off and he decided to do it on Shabbos. So Shulchan Aruch tells us that's permitted. I didn't ask him to do it on Shabbos. He decided to do it on his own on Shabbos. So that's considered to be his problem, not mine. Shulchan Aruch says that a person is allowed to send an envelope, a package with Anachri. Uh, even though he might decide to travel on Shabbos. I didn't, if you ask him to travel on Shabbos, that's a problem. But if I uh, drop on my dry cleaning with enough time for him to do it before Shabbos or after Shabbos, and he decides to do it on Shabbos, the Mishnah Brewer explains that's a daite denafsheka oven. He's doing that all on his own. Now, this can't be abused if uh, there is a limitation to this, and that is if it's taking place in my home, 
you can't apply this principle because people might think I asked them to do it on Shabbos. So for example, if I have a help in the house and they do the laundry for me, I can't say, well, she has all week to do the laundry and she decided to do it on Shabbos. It's a diet in No, because uh, if she's going to start running the washing machine in the house on Shabbos, people are going to think, I asked her to do the laundry on Shabbos. Or if, let's say, I have an employee and I give him work to do and he decides to come into the office, which is, uh, you know, Stein and company, and he's going to come in, it says on the door, and he's going to come in and, uh, on Shabbos. Well, he had all week to do it. And he decided he wanted to do it on Shabbos. That's a diet in That is generally true. But if it's in my house... And or the, my business, my office. So then there's a Maris Ayin, and it looks like I asked him to do it on Shabbos, and that uh, that principle uh, that principle wouldn't what apply. Tell him in advance. You, you tell him on Wednesday deliver this envelope to the uncle. Right? Yeah. Like well, okay, but I'm I'm not gonna have time. I'm just gonna. That's do up to you. Time. I don't want to know your schedule. Too much information. T- TMI. Right? <laughs> do it whenever you want. I'm gonna. I'm only going to have Saturday available. I, I don't want to know. Dude, I gave it to you Wednesday. You have plenty of time. You decide you, what your schedule is. It's your business. That's a diet. That's exactly the case of a diet in the oven. But the price can extend this principle even further. The Kafa Chaim, um, as the quotes from the Marikash, one of the Svadish Gedolim, that uh, was discussing a situation in Egypt, and it's important that it was in the, in the Middle East is that uh, discussing mopping the floor on Shabbos. Now, mopping the floor, you, if you use a real mop, as uh, you encounter Malachim and rice of Schita, you're squeezing out liquid from a garment, perhaps, in certain circumstances, a Malachim and rice of uh, extracting a liquid from a salad derived uh, from extracting a kernel of grain from a husk. Malachim told of uh, Dush, of Mefarek, you can't extract liquids from a salad. So you can't typically ask a, a Nachri to wash the floor on Shabbos with a mop. However, in, that, uh, in the Middle East, we know you can clean the floor without a mop. They have squeegees, because they use stone floor, and there's a lot of dirt. So the Marikash said, if I ask her, you know, clean the floor, and she decides to use the mop, so, but she could have used the squeegee. So he said, I asked her to do something which is fundamentally permitted. I, it's like the Shulchan Aruch said, I asked you to do malacha during the week. You decided to do it on Shabbos. That's your problem. I asked you to do something fundamentally permitted. I asked you to wash the floor. There's a mutter way of washing the floor with a squeegee, another way of washing the floor with a mop. And uh, the Nachmi decided to use the mop. So the Mari Kashas, that's on her. That's uh, also considered to be a diet to the Oved. So let's say I have a Nachmi in the house. I ask her to wash the dishes on Shabbos. To use a regular sponge... As a perhaps a child malacha medayraisa mafarik, you're extracting a liquid from a solid, from a garment. But if you have a Shabbos sponge, you know one of those things with the thick bristles. We don't have time to get into that now, but let's assume for you know argument's sake that that's fine to use on Shabbos. Which I believe that it is. So those uh, you have a Shabbos sponge. So I have a Shabbos sponge with the hard bristles. We know what I'm talking about. And you have the regular week sponge. And I ask her wash the dishes, and she decides to use the regular week sponge. You know the the regular sponge. That's up to her. I always say it's always a good idea to have these Shabbos sponges around, even if you don't plan ever on washing a dish on Shabbos, because you ever have someone in the house and you want them to be able to wash dishes, you better have the Shabbos sponge there. Because if all you have is the regular sponge, if all you have is the regular mop or the regular sponge, and you ask them to wash the dishes, then you're asking them to do a malach on Shabbos. So you have to have the Shabbos sponge, if only there for symbolic reasons, that at least now it's up to her. You decide however you want to wash the dishes, up to you. They will probably choose the regular sponge because they have no idea what that thing is. But if it's there, it's there. And they decide to wash the dishes the way they want. That's up to them. I died to the oven. Why is the Marazayan for that? No, no. 
when someone's in the house and they see them using a sponge, you're going to say, oh. There's a mutter option right there. No, no, there's a mutter option right there. So that's, I asked you, there's a heter option, a mutter option. Using the mop, but there's a squeegee right there. But if uh, the guy is, uh, you know, preparing the legal documents in the office on Shabbos, so he, how does anybody know? I, he, had, he could have done this during the week and he arranged his schedule for Shabbos. What about dishwasher? Yeah. On this part. A dishwasher also. She decides to use the dishwasher's lad on Shabbos? She decides on her own. Right, so the dishwasher is worse because the dishwasher is, uh, creates noise. We discussed in the past. It's like... Uh, the silent ones. <laughs> yeah. There are who say that. There are Paiskim who say that uh, she could have used the dishwasher. It's no different than... I, I, in my opinion, you can't do that because how does anybody know enough we turned it on? People are going to hear the noise. It's like the washing machine going. They're, they're going to think I'm using my washing machine. What's the washing machine in a different room? A different, uh, a laundry room downstairs. And I ask her to do the laundry, then it's not the base of Shalia Israel. Nobody even knows it's my laundry. But they all know she, yeah. They all know it's, yeah. Maybe. If it doesn't say 2C on it, you know. <laughs> it says 2C, then it's. Then, uh, they know she's your help. They know she's your cleaning Then woman. they know it's my cleaning woman. If I have a license plate, Rinnika 1, you know, and it's in the shop, if they're working on Rinnika 1 on Shabbos, that's a problem. Everyone knows it's my car. So the same thing over here, yeah. Exactly. I'm new. I'm lobbying for that. Okay. Also, but by the same thing, though, well, let's say a doorman uh, could uh, press a button or open the door manually, and he decides to press the button because he doesn't want to get up. So that's a dieted than Afshayla. But again, that's up to him. That he's doing on his own. I didn't ask him to do that. But this is only if it's, uh, if it's reasonable. You can't say, well, I have a regular sponge there. The Nachri could have washed dishes with her hand and soap. Nobody who knows how to wash dishes washes dishes that way. Well, I say, you please clean the floor. And all I have there is a cloth mop. Well, she could have taken a spray can of Fantastic and a row of paper towels that's ripped already and washed the floor with that. Nobody who's sane would ever think to do things that way. So then at that point to say, the person can say, at that point to say, is, uh, is a little bit, um, is too far. But if there is a legitimate way of doing it, either this way or that way, and she decides to do it one way or the other, um, that's up to the Nahri. Perhaps no this principle could even be extended further. Yeah, what? There's no way for a, a gentle woman in your home to, dishes, to do dishes that, that sponge. You have to have a Shabbos sponge. Otherwise, impossible. Uh, how else is she going to do it? With her hands and soap? It's, uh, it's not reasonable to expect her to do it that way. I've never seen anyone who knows how to wash dishes wash dishes with, uh, in my opinion, it's too far. The uh, Taz, though, extends this principle even further. What if I ask a Nachri to do, wash the dishes in a kitchen and the lights are off? So the Nachri's going to turn on the lights. So the Taz says, well, then the Nachri's turning on the lights, uh, not for me. The Nachri's turning on the lights in order they should be able to wash the dishes. So the Taz claims that's not considered on my behalf, turning on the lights. I didn't ask you to turn on the lights. I asked you to do something that's permitted. I asked you to wash the dishes. That's allowed. But they need to turn on the lights in order to get wash the dishes. That's Adaita Denafshe Ovad. That the Nachri did uh, all, by, uh, all by himself. So Bekiva Eger takes us even one step further. That let's say I uh, want a light on in my study. I can't ask the Nachri to turn on the light, but I ask the Nachri to retrieve a book for my study. In order to be able to retrieve the book, they're going to have to turn on the light. Oh, but the Nachri turned on the light for themselves. I ask you to retrieve a book. That's Mutter. The Nachri is going to have to turn on the light in order to retrieve the book, but that's uh, considered to be a dieted the Nachri Ovad. It would not be uh, my responsibility. So therefore, if you ask a Nachri to come to your house, which we all do, huh? I can say, oh, oh please don't turn it off. I can say to you, please don't turn it off. Then I could do that. This was the old hetter. They used to say the schnapps was in the office, 
So they invite the Nachri over. Oh, I'd love to have a drink. Oh, but we left the scotch in the other room. Do you mind getting it? All right? He's going to go and pick out what scotch he wants. This is already brought by the Aruch HaShulchan. It was a minute uh, that they all knew about. Go get the scotch. Oh, the light's on. Please leave it on. So, but by the same token, this is what many people do, is you ask a Nachri to come to the house, not to sleep in, uh, sleep in they're not going to sleep over, they don't live in, but they ask them, come on Shabbos to uh, clean the house. So not to do, I, I'm not asking you to do any melacha in my house, but, you know, straighten up. But they're going to have to take a taxi to the house. I didn't ask you to take the taxi. The taxi is a da'ite denaf sheyova. That the Nachri does for themselves. So that's an extension of this taz of the Nachri who needs to wash the dishes, but they have to turn on the light to wash the dishes. So, so too, I ask you to come to my house. All I ask you to do is that was permitted. You need, in order to do that, to take a taxi, that would all be on the Nachri's cheshman, not my cheshman. No, because they don't want it. You're, you're comping their expenses. Yeah. But, I mean, where you see a reasonable... If I send, one second, if I send a messenger... Then no, because then what I'm asking you to do is bring a package somewhere else. That, then what I'm asking you to do is traveling. But if I'm asking you to come to my house to clean, whatever they do to get there is a diet then I'll show you. Is it a taxi only way to Rabbanon? Don't I not have to worry about them being over under the Rabbanon? But you're asking them to do it. But, it's, but if a Jew would take a taxi, that would only be an issue to Rabbanon, correct? But so not. that's a double to Rabbanon. Right. Still us, sir. Really? Yes. Next. But yeah. you, you, I mean, you say it has to be a reasonable option. Like, there's, right. the there's, there's coolest, but in certain circumstances, but generally speaking, it's also, yeah. So if they live 20 miles away or something, and then walking isn't a reasonable option. So what? If, so they have to take a tax. They have to, uh, they have to turn on the light to wash the dishes. But that's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to wash the dishes. That's no, mutter. But, but no, you said, but there has to be a reasonable option. There has to be the Shabbos sponge, or there has to be the, the, the uh, squeegee. No, so no, no. A, not a no, 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 no. I washing the dishes is always mutter. Cleaning my house is always mutter. It's not that there's an usher way and a mutter way. No, no, no. They can't get the safer without turning on the light. And the Taz said that's okay because that's not what you asked them. What we discussed before again, there's all where we keep uh, the, the gap keeps widening. I asked you. We discussed before. I asked you to clean my clothes in the dry cleaner. You decide to do it on Shabbos, that's up to you. There's a mutter way of doing it during the week or an Easter way on Shabbos. You decide to do it another way. That's your cheshman, not mine. The Taz then took it even a step further. And he said, if I, what I ask you fundamentally is mutter no matter how you do it. But in order to do it, you're going to have to violate a malacha. But that's not what I asked you to do fundamentally. If you have to violate Yes. As long as that's not what you're asking them to do, that's how the Taz expanded this, uh, this principle. I will, even one step further, says the Ramah. Mm-hmm. The Ramah brings it over here in Shimon Shin Lama Zain Siv Beis. So then why isn't the hand, the hand washing or whatever? They, they no, no. That That's what I'm asking you to do. And if the only way to do, reasonable way to do what I'm asking you to do, let's say I'm sending a messenger and I ask him, travel to, the, uh, to Yonkers. It's unreasonable to expect him to walk. So then if I'm sending you, please bring this to Yonkers that's what I'm asking you. That's unreasonable to assume he's going to do it by walking. But if I'm asking you to come on Shabbos... I'm asking you, can you make my beds on Shabbos? Ooh, how are you going to get here? TMI, that's not my business. That's a diet to the I don't care how you get here. That's your business. That's your business. Yes, very fine. Let's say I have a dirt floor. The Mishnah Brewer had a dirt floor. So the Shulchan Aruch says to sweep a dirt floor. Why are you sweeping the floor? You're sweeping the floor because you want to pick up the crumbs. However... Um, if you sweep the dirt floor, you're also going to smooth out the floor. 
So that's a malacha midday rice on Shabbos if you need a smoothed out floor of chayresh. Chayresh, uh, you know, typically is digging a hole in the ground to plant something, but even if you smooth out the floor, is also a malacha midday rice of chayresh. But let's say you sweep the floor, you don't have a mind to smooth out the floor, you have a mind to pick up the dirt, the crumbs. But, so it's an unintended consequence, but the unintended consequence is that the floor will get smoothed out. So it's a davar she'eno miskaven, an unintended consequence, a secondary result. It's not your primary intention. Your primary intention is to clean the floor, but it's a psikresha. It happens every time. It's an inevitable set, you know, consequence, unintended result. That's generally speaking prohibited on Shabbos. You forget the light bulb is on in the refrigerator. You can't open up the refrigerator to take out the food because the light bulb inevitably will go on. Nonetheless, the Ramah says, if you ask the Nachri to sweep the floor, that's allowed. Why? Psikresha, when it comes to Amir, Anachri is allowed. So the Imre Baruch, where Baruch Franklin in his comments on Shulchan Aruch explains, because what did I ask the Nachri to do? I asked you to sweep the floor to pick up the crumbs. That's allowed. Ooh, you're going to smooth out the floor at the same time. It's an inevitable consequence. But that's not what I asked you to do. What I asked you to do is sweep up the crumbs, not to smooth out the floor. So an unintended consequence, a secondary result, does not include Amir Anachri, because that's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to do something that's fundamentally permitted. So therefore, Ramayusha says the best Eitzah, if you forget the light bulb in the refrigerator, we're now dated now, because nobody unscrews the light bulbs, you have to have some buttons you press before Shabbos, but if the, the old Shiloh, if, if you left, it could happen, you leave the light on, or you all forgot to put your refrigerator on Shabbos mode before Shabbos, you could ask Anachri to open the refrigerator door. Why? Opening the door is mutter. The problem is, it's going to trigger a million other things. But that's an unintended consequence. But that's not included on Amir Al-Nachri because that's not what I asked the Nachri to do. The answer of Amir Al-Nachri is limited to the circumstance where I asked the Nachri uh, to violate a malacha. If what I asked him to do is fundamentally permitted, but something else might result, that's not included. Isn't that only the Loni Chaleh? Huh? Isn't that only if, if it's Loni Chaleh? No. Even if it's Nichale. So if it's completely dark in the room, yeah. and, then, and then he's going to open the, the fridge, yeah, and you couldn't pick anything in the fridge if there was no light because it would be pretty yeah. dark. You're still allowed to Yeah. Because I asked him, open the door. Opening doors is mutter. I understand, but now you're using the light. Yes. Oh, if... No. no. It's pitch dark in the, in the kitchen. Yes. He opens the Correct. Fridge, if, if it's, I want to read in the room, and the only way to get light is by opening the refrigerator, then that's not an unintended consequence. That is what you're trying to do. That's another way of turning on a light. But if I'm asking him to open the refrigerator door, uh, that's mutter. An unintended consequence is the light's going to turn on, but that's not what I asked you to do. That's allowed. Psikreshe. Psikreshe, when it comes to Miro Nachri, the Ramah says it's mutter. You need the light also, so it's Yeah. So if a Jew would do it, your cheshben is correct. If a non-Jew does it, it's mutter. Why? The answer is because Amir Anachri is limited to what I asked Anachri to do. Other rest is a diet to the nafshi of it. Included in the Isra of Amir Anachri, though, is, huh? You can't get him to turn off the light bulbs in the refrigerator. I could ask him to close the door. But I'm not saying to turn the light bulb. Oh, no. Uh, no. Are you turning it off? That would be Amir Anachri, yeah. Then you're asking him to do a malacha. <laughs> the Isra of Amir Anachri includes not only asking the Nachri to do a malacha, but benefiting from a malacha that the Nachri uh, did on your behalf. The Gemara tells us over here on Masech the Shabbos, even if I didn't ask him. The Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos over here that a person, uh, or you the person is not allowed to hire workers on Shabbos. So Yisker Adam Payalim B'Shabbos. But, the Gemara asks, what's the Chiddush? It's Amir Anachri. Uh, not only can you not hire workers yourself, you can't Oymer to hire workers. You can't ask a Nachri to hire workers for you. 
So Gemara says, what's the Kiddush? Of course, it's obvious. It's Amiru Anachri. It's a Shavuos. So Gemara says, no, it's coming to uh, imply the inference. You can't hire them. But what you can do is say, wait here till Monday Shabbos. There might be work for you. Might be work for you. Never know. You know it might be work for you. So you can, you can say that to the Nachri. You can uh, be Merames uh, to the Nachri that there might be work for you. You can hint him. You can't say it outright. But you can say, wait around Monday Shabbos. You never know. Something might happen. The Ramah writes that the only time you can be Merames to the Nachri, look over here, Oisirah, very important, says the Ramah, Kol Yehudi Anything you cannot ask the Nachri to do explicitly, you cannot hint to him either. But, Mutter Lerames Lo Lassos Melacha Achar Shabbos. You can ask him, wait around till Motzei Shabbos, something might be happening then. But you can't be Merames to him to do a Melacha on Shabbos. Even if you didn't ask him, you can't be Meramis him to do it. And that's why the Gemara says in Mesech Shabbos that a Nachri who comes to put out a fire on Shabbos, the Nachri Shabbat L'Chabos, ain't armim loy kabeh. You can't say put it out. And you can't say, you don't have to say, al tichbeh. You don't have to say, don't put it out. He decides to come and be a fireman on Shabbos and put out fires. You know, assuming there's no Sakonis Nefashis involved, which of course then you should call 911. But assuming, in a, you know, not in our modern context, where there's always Sakonis Nefashis involved, the fire could spread, as we all know from the West Coast. But uh, not in our, so your guy lives on an island all by himself with one Nachri, you know, and then there's no one else is possibly going to get hurt. The, the Nachri comes to put out the fire just to save my property. I don't have to tell him, don't do it. And not only that, the Gemara says, but I can even scream out, Kol HaMechabe Eno Mafsid. Whoever will come put out the fire won't lose. That's only because it's a fire and it's b'makom hefsid. If it's b'makom hefsid or it's from Matzei Shabbos, I can hint to a nachri to do a malach on Shabbos. I can say, wait around. Or call mechabe no hefsid. Whoever will put out the fire won't lose. Meaning, I'll, I'll pay you. But if it's not b'makom hefsid merubah, like the whole house is going to burn down. Or it's not from Matzei Shabbos. It's for Shabbos now. The Ramah says you can't hint uh, to the nachri to put out, uh, to put out the fire. One is not allowed uh, to do that. The Mishnah Bura does have one limitation on this, uh, one expansion, and the Mishnah Bura says over here, Oisid Gimel, the name of the Prima Gadim. Uh, that's only if you're hinting to him, Bederach Tzivoy. If you're hinting to him, Bederach Sipor Dvarim, you know, I tell him a story. And that's if I go over, I say, I mention what I need done. I say, you know, uh, whoever puts out the fire won't lose. I say, wait around, there might be work. Uh, who, for whoever is interested. I mentioned the uh, Malacha. I didn't ask you to do it, but I mentioned the Malacha. But if I just tell them, you know, I'm a Rami, I say, uh, you know, oh, our light is on and it's such a disaster and no one can sleep in the house. It would be so nice if someone, uh, you know, you can't say that. You could just tell them, you know, Kvetch, you can't say, it would be nice if someone put it out, then you're mentioning it. But then, you know, oh, well, you know, kvetch to the nachri. Ay, vey, the light is on. And he decides, oh, would you like me to put it out? I'm happy to come over and put it out. So then the Mishnah says, that is, that's not even remes. That's not even derech tzivur. That's tzivur. If he says, oh, would you like me to, you know, I could say it's up to you if you'd be so gracious. But I didn't ask him to do it. You can't ask him to do it. That's up to you. So it says in Mishnah Bura, Derech Sipur Dvarim Biyama, that's allowed. By the way, if the Nachri, if I had a light on though in the house, and the Nachri comes and turns it off, I say, what'd you turn off the lights for? And the Nachri says, oh, I'm sorry, and turns back on the light. That he did, the Mishnah Bura says, that he did for himself. He did it to cover, you know, uh, the, cover his mistake. He made a mistake in turning off the light. Or he unplugs the urn. I said, what'd you do? So he plugs it back in before it turns off, before it gets cold. 
So then he did that for himself. He didn't do that for me. That's what it says in the Mishnah Bura. So if he makes himself coffee, you're allowed to drink the coffee? If he makes himself coffee? No, uh-uh. that's a whole shot. He might add for you. Next time he's going to add for you. He'll say, oh, my boss likes it when I make him coffee. Why do he make a whole pot? He's going to drink the whole pot? No coffee machine only makes a whole pot. That's the same. What about a hot water heater? We always fill a hot water heater. So he comes into the house, the hot water So then it's Xerah Shemi Yara You can't do it because we're afraid he might add more for you. And the more you cook, the more malacha. You do that as a courtesy for other people in the house. So that's Xerah Shemi Yara He's doing that because he's going to add for you. How about if you're in a hotel? Yeah. It's a very good shot. You're asking a good question, which is really an entirely different topic, which is an, which deserves its own treatment. I'm not running away from it, but it's really the cruise Shaila and the electricity on Shabbos Shaila, which is the the express packages Shaila, which is a malacha nachri is doing for a whole group of people, some of whom are Jews, some of whom are non-Jews, which is a whole bigger discussion. But that's uh, suffice you know just limited discussion of a meal. And if he does it, uh, he unplugged it and then he plugged it back in, so that he did for himself. But if he did it for you. Um, you know, you, you know, then, 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 of course, that would uh, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, you can't uh, even hint him to do it. But you could be uh, tell him derech sipur I tell him a gansa with my whole, uh, you know, kvetching. That's allowed. By the way, you know, again, parenthetical. If you have a nachri in the house who you've done this to before, you have help in the house, and she's like, "Oh, sir, I understand." <laughs> then that's not a sipur dvarim ba'alma anymore. They already know. Then you're playing charades. Then she's just trying. So that doesn't work. It only works once. It only works once. Or no. It's get out of jail free. If they know what you mean, if I go like this, and she knows, turn on the light. That's us or two. That's Amir Hanachri. So yeah, you know, you, you can't do this. You can't keep going to this well. At some yeah, point, people know what you mean, and that's uh, you know, if they have a card, Shabbos guy, uh, it's a problem because then you know, it's a problem. Anyway, so, but if it's really, I uh, go over and they're trying to figure out what it is, and they don't, don't do me a favor, okay, there are Sipur Dvarim Biyamats allowed. The problem is, one second, one second, the problem is, it sounds like that is okay, but the Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us in Masech the Shabbos, if a Nochri lights a candle for you, Nochri Shehidlik Eshaner Mishtamash Lari Yisrael, a Nochri lights a candle for himself, I can use it. In Bishvil Yisrael, Aser, if he lights a candle for me, even if I didn't ask him, no Sipur Dvarim Biyamats, no nothing, he comes and he sees me sitting in the dark and he turns on a light for me, Aser, you cannot benefit from the light. You have to run out the house, but you cannot benefit from the light. I can't, if he turns it on in a room, he says, oh, I turn on the light for you, you can't go and enjoy that light. So Taisus asks, but why not? I, what happened to the Gemara that you could be Merames to the Nachri, at least if it's from Matzai Shabbos or B'makam Hefzid, or we said if it's Derek Sipur, I don't even mention the Malacha. Then that's allowed. How could that be allowed? Even if the Nachri did it without me even asking at all. He does it gratuitous. I can't benefit from it. So Taisus asks, how do we reconcile this, uh, this tension? So Taisus explains the name of Rabbeinu Shimshin. He says the two are not the same. He says, because if I benefit from something the Nachri created on Shabbos, even if I didn't ask him to do it, that's us, sir. If a Nachri turns on a light for me, even if I didn't ask him at all, no Sipur Dvarim Biyalma, even if I didn't ask him, I can't benefit from it. When can we even discuss Sipur Dvarim? When can we even discuss Shalom B'derach Sivoy? That's only if it's turning something off, removing an impediment to me enjoying Shabbos, putting out a fire. Oh, he's putting out a fire. I ask him, I tell him, all oh, the light's on. It would be so nice if it would be off. 
then we can discuss, you know, if I don't uh, hint to him in an in a instructive way, then, that, that, then uh, that could be allowed. However, if he does something where he creates a new avenue, of, you know, he creates a new item, then even if he did it without me ever asking him, I can't enjoy the item. So you can never discuss um, even going over to the knocker and saying, oh, it's so hot in my apartment, I wish the air conditioning would be on. You can't do that. Because then you're asking him to create something. Or I wish the lights would be on, we're eating here in the dark. Then you, there's no, the whole discussion doesn't get off the ground. But it, the only time we could even discuss being Miramis to the Nachri Shaloi B'Darek Tzivoy, where I tell him a ganze, you know, a sob story, that's only if it's turning something off, uh, removing an impediment to enjoying Shabbos. Your example going into the library and turning the light on looking for Sefer. No. I asked the Nachri, go get me a Sefer. Dover Heter Gomer. And he decides, I need, in order to do he this... He wanted to turn the light on. I didn't ask him. I didn't ask that. He did for himself to get me the safer. Once it's on, that's a Nachri Shehidlik Yisrael. You've got to be a Lamdan here. How's that not a resident? Huh? Because I didn't ask you to turn on the light. I didn't discuss turning on the light. I said it's... So what if the Nachri is hot? What if the Nachri is hot in the apartment? Because it's intolerable. I invite him over. He says, oh, you're out. There's Gehenim in here. And he wants to turn it on. That's for him. That's for him. That's a Ne'er Shehidlik Nachri. But then you got to invite him over, and you got to mach a kiddush for him, and that's fine. So what? But if you're not hot, then he's hot. And he wants to turn it on? for him. the air conditioning on. So you can't tell him yes or no, right? He's doing it for himself. That's a candle that he lights. Ne'er le'echad, ne'er le'meah. Air conditioner le'echad, air conditioner le'meah. It's good for one, good for a hundred. He's not adding for me. If he wants to put up a pot of coffee, he might add for me. That's a reboot, you know, that. But here, the same air conditioner is the same for everyone. One final uh, issue, yeah. lights off, I tell him nothing. I'm looking for something on the floor. I can't find it. And he turns on the light. No, if he turns it on for you, if I ask the Nakhri... Can you I find my coin, my, my contact lens, and in order to find the, right. which is double motor, in order to find the contact lens, he's got to turn on the light, then the toss is... I can't tell him I'm, I'm eating in the dark, but I can tell him... Good, if you have a knock, he's going to come over to your apartment to look for your contact lens, yeah. You, you can ask someone who's in a house, and are you very hot, or, or if you have, a, you, have, you have a guy working for you on, you know, on Shabbos, and she's there, and you say, are you very hot? No, you can't do that. Then you're asking, then you're telling her, I'm hot. No, if she's hot, and she says, do you mind, sir, if I turn on the air conditioner? Oh, please. But you can't go over soliciting. Uh, the, the, no, that's okay. I don't think I think that's too far. One last issue. Well, one last issue, and then we'll get there. But just because it's so relevant, and the Gemara tells them here, Masechtas Erevin, that uh, before doing a mila, they would always wash the baby in hot water as an antiseptic. But once happened, the water spilled, and they wanted to do the bris. But if they didn't have the hot water, they wouldn't have their antiseptic. They wouldn't be able to do the bris on Shabbos. So the Gemara said that Abaye said to, uh, I think it was Rava, Amalei Abaye, Abaye said to him, said to Rava, he said, go bring water from a different house. He said, we can't, we have no Eruv. So he said, ask a Nachri to bring it. So the Nachri here is doing an Easter of Haitzah, and not in Rosh Hashanah because he said there could have been an Eruv. So it was in a Carmelis. So he asked him, though, to bring it, B'makai Mitzvah of Mila. Similarly, the Gemara tells him, the Shabbos, if you have an opportunity to buy a house in Eretz Yisrael from a Nachri, you can write the, the deed of sale, the contract, even on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, how can you do that? You can't violate Shabbos. No, ask a Nachri to write it for you. Even though asking a Nachri to do Malacha is also on Shabbos, because of Yishav Eretz Yisrael, and it's allowed.
So the Shulchan Aruch tells us over here, Oisid Ches, that to ask an Achri to do a Shvus to Shvus. Shvus to Shvus, a double Durabanan, generally speaking, is prohibited. Asking an Achri to do a Malacha, even if it's only Durabanan, is Aser. If it's Bamakai Mitzvah, like uh, carrying uh, you know, the water through a Carmelis, which itself is only Asmid Durabanan, it's not a public thoroughfare, uh, itself is only Asmid Durabanan. So to ask an Achri to violate Asmid Durabanan, Bamakai Mitzvah, like Mila, that's allowed. Shaloi Bamakai Mitzvah is not allowed. Yishev Eretz Yisrael is even to ask an Achri to write a document. That's because Yishev Eretz Yisrael is very special. That's above and beyond everything. Even uh, one Durabanan, even Amir and Achri. But all other mitzvahs, only a shvus to shvus. So, but this would apply to Einik Shabbos as well. If you have an uh, alarm that's going off uh, on Shabbos, you could ask, the, or a light that's on in a room where somebody's supposed to sleep and there's no other bedrooms, you could ask the Achri to turn it off. Why? I mean, ask him directly, no hinting. Because that's Amir uh, Turning off a light is Durabanan always, because you don't, you don't benefit anything, only you benefit from the darkness. So that's Malacha She'ein Srich I don't need the product of the Malacha, the burnt out light bulb. So that's always a Durabanan. Asking them to turn off an alarm, always Durabanan. Uh, so then, uh, so you can ask Anachri to turn off the house alarm if it's going off, because no one can enjoy Shabbos uh, until the, the, the item is off. That's a shvus, the shvus. The makam, the mitzvah of Einik Shabbos, that's allowed. However, two things. The Sharatzian says that this should, is a contingency. This is not uh, a policy. This is only if there's no other way of functioning. If there's another way of doing it, there's another bedroom, uh, then you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do this. But if you get stuck, the only way you can get into the room in the, in the hotel is by asking an to take the key card and to put it in the slot there's no other way of getting in the room, then that's allowed. But if there's another way, so then you shouldn't do it. So the Paiskim debate, what, should we really put ourselves in this kind of situation, uh, you know, deliberately? Is this a policy? Or is this a contingency? Should we plan a, you know, a Shabbos getaway in a hotel where the only way we're going to be able to get into the room is by stationing your Nachri on every floor, who's going to open the doors for everybody? We could have picked a different hotel. So if I get stuck for Shabbos in an airport, I have no other way, okay. But should we really plan to do that? So that's a debate within the Poiskim. Some Poiskim are more open to it, because you obviously picked this hotel for a reason. Obviously, there's no other option. Other Poiskim are not as, as happy about it. There is one final thing, the uh, position of the Baal which the Ramah quotes over here, Oishchaf, who felt that Eretz Yisrael is not different than any other mitzvah. And just like you could ask an to write a contract for you of sale, to buy a property in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos, you could ask him to violate any Eser, even if it's an Eser midoraisa, b'makom mitzvah. Not a shvus to shvus, a double darabanan. Even one Amir Lanachri is allowed b'makom mitzvah. We don't pask in that way. But yet, the Mishnah Bura says, it's important for anybody who runs a shul, the Mishnah Bura says, quote in the name of the Chaye Adam, if it's for a shul, so to turn on the lights to daven, to turn on the lights uh, to, to have a shear, so then uh, the Paiskim say that we can rely on the Baal Ha'itor, even one uh, mitzvah, even one Iser. I asked the Nachri to adjust the air conditioning. That's allowed in shul, not at home. So don't go home thinking, oh, right, we did it in shul, must be that it's allowed, and it's allowed in the house too. They're very different. These things can be allowed. No. Mitzvah de Rabin probably means a communal mitzvah, like tefillah b'tzibor, 
Uh, that's something we have to do as a community. Not if I have, uh, you know, one family over for Shabbos. That's not a mitzvah derabim. Not a mitzvah derabim. But if it's a communal, you know, objective, a communal mitzvah, so then, uh, so then it can be allowed. Okay. You know, Amir Lenachri used to be an Easter. We discussed it. And now in our times, it's almost like a heter. But uh, there, there are still some times when it's also. What's the